Hey, welcome to Communication on Point podcast. I'm your host, Dean Hefta. This podcast is designed to help leaders grow their influence and increase the impact on the world around them. And this week, I want to talk about a survey that I put out recently on LinkedIn. It's called an effectiveness survey. A handful of questions that I put out there just for people to respond to. And we're going to talk about some of the insights of what it means to be a great leader and what people are looking for. Let's get started. So recently on LinkedIn, I put a survey with just a handful of questions. Uh, And one of the questions that I put out there was, what could your manager do differently to increase effectiveness, their effectiveness as a manager? And why I found that to be an interesting question to ask is it allowed us a, a, a way to look into the perspective of the employee of what are they looking for from the person they're reporting to that they're you know taking guidance from and what is the perhaps sand in the gears you know what what could be improved to increase our efficiency and you think about that if we have however you want to measure it 10 percent 20%, 50% efficiency in the in the communication and the working relationship between an employee and their leader, that's a huge impact in the organization, right? Just dealing with improving whatever, you know, uh, inefficiency is in that relationship could increase quality, decrease costs, have a huge impact on even customer loyalty. And so I was curious to get some of those insights. And to give you a little context, I also asked the individuals in the survey, is how would they rate the general effectiveness of their organization? And what's interesting is three quarters of the people that took the survey viewed their organization as being above average in their effectiveness. Like they consider their organization a well-run, very efficient organization. So this isn't just people that are stuck in um, companies that are inefficient or organizations that don't really know what they're doing. These are successful organizations and many of them very large. And so uh, what I found interesting in the results just around the question of what could your manager do differently to increase their effectiveness is more than half the responses were related to communication. Communication, small tweaks that the manager could make to uh, increase the effectiveness of their role. And so I want to dive into some of the themes that emerged from that and some of the uh, situations that people described. Um, now, there were people that said, hey, my, my, my manager's great. I couldn't think of anything that they could change. And that's uh, excellent, right? But there's always something, even if we're a high performer as an individual, you know, there's something we could do a little bit better. And so let's talk about some of the feedback that um, people had made notes regarding effectiveness and let's dive into that. So the first theme that I that I want to talk about that emerged was around pace of communication or pace of work. So there was this theme that uh, my manager seems hurried, uh, running late and they're communicating very quickly and then off they go. That, that's kind of the the vibe and we've been in those situations where we we're running late for a meeting. We're, you know, 20 different projects that were deadlines are looming on. And so we got to get this communication out. And uh, so that gets picked up on. I mean, people notice that and recognize that. And it happens. So what do I do about it? 
Well, I think what I've seen in um, work that I've done with leadership teams and in coaching individuals and executives is some of this is taking a moment to reevaluate what is success in my role and what is my key responsibility, my ultimate responsibility as a leader. And one of the most important things that I have as a role is that of serving my team. And it's easy for us to maybe get caught into getting reports done on time or making sure that projects are moving along or all of these kind of to-do type things, shuffling papers, getting emails sent out. And it can feel almost like our role has become administrative and we've, we lose sight of the fact that our number one role as a leader is communication. So what can we do? Well, it could be just having this self-awareness. It could be asking for feedback of, you know, are you getting what you need from me? And if I have this recognition of in general, in my heart, do I feel hurried? Do I feel like I'm always running late? Even if I feel like I'm covering that up, that's probably a, a good sign that I'm not taking the time to really have dialogue and discussion to ensure understanding. And maybe I'm just doing some drive-by communication, letting people know something, shooting off an email, and not really having discussion. So great communication means we have an opportunity to send out information, but also to be able to get confirmation back, have some discussion about it and build in a little bit of extra time. So if I think, hey, this is only going to take five minutes, I should just change my expectation, say I'm going to schedule 10 uh, so that we can have a good conversation. I don't feel rushed. So that's something that as a leader, I can I can change maybe how I'm setting up my schedule or just my own expectations for the conversation. Another theme that emerged was around conflict and candor. And not in the sense that you might think. You might think, well, you know, I don't want to have as much conflict. I don't want to have as much tension and things like that. But actually, on this one, people were seeking and desired a more open and even um, uh, opportunities to have more conflict, um, healthy conflict. I'll, you know, add into that, not conflict for its own sake, but the ability to debate opinions, to be able to wrestle with situations where people have different perspectives on it and do that in a way where we can um, get to the bottom of whatever is plaguing us. And that is really facilitated by the leader, that type of an environment. So being able to ask the right uh, questions, being able to model how we can um, discuss different uh, points of view without attacking the individual. And, uh, it's extremely healthy if, if we can do that in a positive way. And, and quite often I've seen organizations where leaders who are reluctant to have that type of candid communication, <laughs> you know, being nice and being congenial um, ends up becoming surfacy and the issues either get um, <laughs> uh, worse because they've been pushed offline or not acknowledged. Um, or, you know, the, the frustration of the team just grows in resentment and it decreases their view of their leader. And so we, as uh, any type of functioning organization, need the capacity to be able to um, invite and foster and facilitate conflicting points of view. That means that there's some energy there. That means there's some people that are committed and um, done right, that, that's really engaging and pulls people in and gives us some fuel uh, to move forward on. So um, I can reflect on myself as a leader, right? I can, I can think to myself, okay, when I'm running meetings, 
Am I fearful that people are going to find themselves in disagreement? And do I do do things to prevent or mitigate that? Do I try to overly structure the agenda of topics so that we don't get into anything contentious? Do we have a sense in our heart of, boy, there's a couple of things that I hope don't get brought up in this meeting. You know, if we find ourselves in that situation, it's an opportunity of growth and probably a place where we can find um, that we can serve our team, our company, uh, in a positive way by saying, you know, let's get together and uh, let's talk about some of these things. You know, let's let's just have some discussion around that. And um, it's a great growth opportunity and so healthy for the team if we can do it in positive ways. And not allowing or accepting, you know, personal attacks or bitterness. And the key is, you know, if there is uh, an issue that comes up in a group, ideally, the same group that was exposed to, let's say, the unhealthy commentary or conflict is also involved in the process of resolving that. So if I've observed, you know, witnessed a conflict between two people, and then suddenly the leader says, hey, let's talk about this later. Well, I've observed that and I don't get now to experience the resolution of it. So developing that comfort to be able to do that in the same setting that it occurred is a very healthy communication approach. Another theme that came up really was related to goals, priorities, strategy, and making sure that throughout the organization there's this understanding. And that's really about where are we going? You know, what what do I need to be focused on? And for many people, uh, you know, their comment is, hey, I'll, I'll work on whatever I need to work on. I just need to know what's important. I don't want to be left in the dark. I don't want to just be working on things that aren't going to move the organization forward. I want to be able to make a positive impact. And so that requires me to be able to be plugged in, to be able to have discussions with um, my leader to know where are we headed, um, next week, next month, next year, so that I can align with that and serve what we're trying to accomplish. And so facilitating those types of conversations, being proactive in talking about things that aren't necessarily tactical or urgent, be able to stop and say, you know, let's talk about where our department's headed, where we're looking the for the future to develop. Being able to provide those guideposts. You can think of it like... Um, years ago in the desert, you know, before we had GPS, uh, how we would navigate in the desert was there would be barrels on top of dunes. And, uh, you know, you didn't need to be able to see the path right in front of you because often that was getting changed by the sand and covered up with sand. But as long as I could see a barrel on a, on a dune or on a hill, I could continually, you know, navigate to that as a, as a target. And that's what we're really looking for as, uh, you know, employees in the organization is I want to make sure that I have a clear target that I can work to. You don't have to tell me the exact steps I have to take, but I need to know that target and then be able to see the one after that, after I reach this one. And so as a leader, how often, how regularly, how clearly do I have discussion about, you know, priorities and direction and Um, our strategy and things that are changing and things that are coming down the pipe that people need to be prepared for. That's something that that I, as a leader, have to be conscious to take time to stop and have that discussion. So it could be we build a portion of that into our weekly meetings or biweekly meetings, even if it's a five-minute check-in, like, you know, what's 
What's coming down the pipe? What's what's on the horizon? What's our priorities? Whatever works in your organization, being intentional about that and building that into our system makes it a lot easier than trying to think, when's the last time we talked about where we're headed and how things are changing? So that's the third one. The fourth one, the last one is um, really related to um, context, you could say. So when I'm asked to do something, when I'm requested for information, when there's something like that that's affecting me, too often we maybe ask for a report or we uh, give a, a limited direction on something there, or a small piece of information. Or would you do this for me? Or could you produce this? These types of things that are very specific outcome things. And one of the challenges is if, if I'm in an uh, expertise in my area and somebody else, maybe they're higher up in the company and they're coming to me for something and they simply ask for an item, if the communication doesn't include good context, I don't really know if that thing that they're asking for is really going to get them what they need. And so being able to, to give, if you want to call it, you know, what, what makes this important, uh, you know, what I'm asking for, how am I going to use it? What's the, the question that I'm really trying to answer with this report that I'm asking for, whatever that is, how much context can I add? So it could be, um, hey, you know, Amy, I am looking to have a, this report generated. And what I'm looking for is to really answer, you know, this, this, and this question. Well, suddenly by asking what the question is that I'm really trying to answer, it could be that rather than creating a new report, Amy's able to say, oh, well, I can create that report that you want, but I've got another one that uh, I get every morning that has all of that information on it. Would that be, you know, sufficient for what you're looking for? Oh, perfect. I didn't even know that existed, right? So suddenly now, if we ask the question the right way, if we provide the right context, the right why, we end up getting better results and people are able to deliver more clearly for us. Now, a lot of this has been focused on helping the leader uh, be a better communicator, but here's the deal. Each of us, you know, have somebody we report to. Even if I'm the CEO, I still report to a board. And when we are aware of um, an opportunity for the people that are communicating with us, the people that we report to, when we see there's an opportunity for them to be more effective so I can be more successful, we also have an obligation and an opportunity to say, hey, you know, something I have noticed and I just wanted to visit with you about, you know, being able to feed back to people how they can be helpful for me. Because ultimately, if we are waiting for someone to change magically, hoping that they become the communicator that we need, it ain't going to happen. So for us as leaders ourselves, whatever situation we find ourselves in, we have an opportunity and obligation to communicate how others can be more effective for us. This is about saying, these are the things that I need to be successful, and now we can have a discussion. We have a, have a negotiation about how can I get more of what I need, and uh, because I'm the one that knows that, and so I have a responsibility to be proactive about that, regardless of the position I'm in. So those are some of the uh, insights from the survey. 
If you um, don't currently follow me on LinkedIn, you can search for my name, Dean Hefta, H-E-F-F-T-A. I'll also put my LinkedIn profile in the show notes. So each week I update um, LinkedIn with uh, new information, um, insights on leadership and communication. So be sure to give me a follow. And I look forward to talking with you again next week. And I hope you have a great one. Take care.